Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Welcome everyone. This is Dr. Elizabeth King and this is the Lipstick Attitude, another episode of the Lipstick Attitude. I can't believe this has been about three months that we've been doing this and loving it. And today we have another special, special guest with us. We have uh, Ginger Martin, who is a a friend of mine and my soul sister. And I'm going to introduce her formally, but for right now, good morning, Ginger. Good morning. It's exciting to be here. Thank you for being here. And of course, my co-host, Yvonne Haas, who's right there. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, everybody. How are you, Yvonne? I am fabulous. Thank you. I'm always fabulous. Well, today's show, I think we're going to be taking notes. (laughs) Yvonne and I are ready with our (laughs) pen and paper, (laughs) ready to take notes, because the topic of today is the power of setting priorities. And we're going to learn some really great tricks and and, uh, life hacks from Ginger Martin. And let me just give you a a short intro on Ginger. First of all, she is my soul sister, Um, just an amazing friend, uh, has been with me through thick and thin through the years. And I just have to say that just a godly woman that has shared so much wisdom with so many people, including me. So I'm honored to introduce her as the president and CEO of American National Bank. Um, Ginger Martin, hold on a second, I have to move this over here. Ginger Martin is not only known to run a successful community bank, but she is also known as a community leader, I would say a community servant leader, um, anti-human trafficking uh, activist, and an advocate for women's professional development and growth. And that's why she's so instrumental in the growth of Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation and has been uh, a mentor to us because of her passion for supporting people in general, but more specifically women. So again, welcome Ginger, my friend. I, I love you to pieces and I'm just honored that you're on the program today. Well, again, it's, it is a true honor and privilege for me to be here. And I've got my SSL red on. Oh, yeah, so. you do. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We're not wearing SSL red because, and I just said I'm going to put in a plug. I don't think you can see us through the mics, but we have our sassy shirts on. Mine says sassy is my superpower. And Yvonne has hashtag sassy life. Uh, we made a decision uh, a few programs ago to, to wear our sassy shirts and really proudly share the message of being smart, assertive, strategic, 
selfless and young at heart, which is what we stand for. And what better way than to wear it on our clothing so that people can see that. So, um, uh, so I appreciate you wearing the red and <laughs> it connects us completely right there and then. Um, so I wanna talk about uh, this topic that you picked that is so crucial to all of us, right? Everybody wants to know how to prioritize. And I have to tell you as a therapist, and I'm sure Yvonne can attest to this as well, as a therapist, that's probably one of the things that we work with people on a lot is time management and setting priorities. Uh, but yet we struggle with that as well. So why did you choose priorities as a topic for today, <laughs> Ginger? And there's a sev several reasons that I chose this topic. And one of them uh, is personal. And that's the fact that I do not have this figured out. So that's my disclaimer <laughs> as we start. You might go, <laughs> I figure uh, a lot of times if we talk about uh, things and, and we try to help others understand, then that helps us. So I, this is something I struggle with all the time. And, and then when we think about what we've gone through with COVID and here we are coming up on the holidays and people are always saying, oh, you know, I wish I had more time. And, uh, uh, and truthfully, here's kind of one of my big things I want to start off with is that uh, even though we talk about time management, we can't manage time because all of us only have 24 hours in a day and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter anything about our, our education, our background, our training, our uh, ethnicity, our sex, we all get 24 hours. So we can't manage time, but we can manage our priorities. So I chose this because I thought it was a timely and also as a reminder to myself that I still need work on setting priorities in my own life. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm right with you. I am right with you. <laughs> yes, I love it. In fact, we were talking um, before we jumped online today about, you know, where we all are at with our priorities. And I said to Ginger, I'm so excited because um, I get to ask the next question, which is how can we better prioritize our lives? And I have my pen and some paper, like I'm ready to take notes because evidently, <laughs> Um, either I need to hire someone to prioritize my life or I just miss the memo. And especially, Ginger, for you to be speaking about this is really so appropriate, right, for for all of us women listening, because here you are, the president of a bank. I mean, that's that's a big job, right? That's a really big job. And you are everywhere. You do so many things in the community. When when I read your bio and we talk about you being, you know, a, a servant leader, that's not even a descriptor of what you do because you are everywhere serving and doing so much. So how do you better prioritize? <laughs> yeah, how, how, can we do how do you do it? Okay, okay. all right. So, uh, so, so then I'm talking to myself too, because okay. we all have this dilemma. Of, we find ourselves doing so many things and maybe sometimes don't, those aren't necessarily the best things that we should be doing. So the first uh, idea I want to introduce to you really came from the book, Seven Habits of Highly Affected people uh, by Stephen Covey. I love that book. It's an old book, but I so much richness in there. But in that book, you know, he talks about the four quadrants of time management. So the four of them are the important and not urgent, the important, the important and urgent, the not important 
and the urgent and the not important and not urgent. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the important and urgent, those, that's pretty easy to identify. You know, you show up at work and your best client is not happy. All right, so that, that's pretty easy to determine that that's a, that's a priority. But then we have these things that are urgent and not really important. And look, this is one that I personally just struggle with. Email, right? Mm -hmm. you know, email is always beckoning for us to, to respond. And so it seems urgent, but sometimes, you know, it really is not the most important priority at the time. And then um, I think we as women certainly struggle, you know, with this one. And, and that's the thing where it's important, but it's not urgent. And those are the mm -hmm. things like our health, our relationships, those things that really, really do matter. But because they're not uh, in our face all the time, those are the things that we can sometimes forget about that really are so, so critical. That, that is, uh, that's an interesting concept to, to think of it that way. And I'm going to start going around marking which ones are urgent. Because <laughs> I think I, I work on the everything is urgent mode. Right, yes. right, yes, yeah. exactly. Don't you and feel like everything is urgent? It's like, I gotta do that, I gotta do it's that. It's urgent and it's important. And it is important. Done first thing, apparently for me at about 4.30 in the morning, because that's when my brain pops open and says, hey, lady, you forgot to do 27 million things. So time to get up. Time to get up, time to get up. Can you give us some examples of the 80-20 rule? Yes, because you know what, this, uh, you know, because that's one of the things that I've tried to use to help me in setting that, if we go back to that, those quadrants, like what is important? Because just like you were saying, everything seems urgent at the time, but that's mm -hmm. too where we can, when we can try to look, examine ourselves, you know, if we look, you know, where are we spending, uh, you know, our time? What are we making, you know, priority? So this whole concept of the 80-20 rule is also called the Pareto principle. And it's this philosophy that 20% of what we do when we're doing the important things are going to give us 80% of our results. So let's just say, for instance, um, it, you know, probably a lot of us, we start off with our uh, to-do list. And so let's just say you've got 10 things on that to-do list. Well, truthfully, if you look at that, the question is, what are the two things that are really going to give me the most result, the most, um, make me most productive? And if we would focus on those two things, then we're going to have had a good day instead of like trying to do all 10 and maybe not getting them done. You know, this is also uh, sometimes referred to as the big rocks. You know, what uh, uh, you might have seen that example before we've got the cylinder and, mm -hmm. and you, you got different sizes, you know, it's, it's the big rocks that uh, matter. So when it comes to those priorities, it's like, what are those few things that really are going to matter the most? You know, it's interesting that I know this for a fact. I think people make excuses for not making things priority that need to be priority, yet they'll, you know, shift things to other things that 
it just makes them spin around and or like chasing their their tails. I think that what happens is people and, and, and I include myself in this, by the way, I, I'm not, mm -hmm. when I say people, it's AKA all me too, <laughs> me, me too, me too. You know, I think we all prioritize things in a, in a um, distorted way in that we think that sometimes the things that, um, that don't really matter have to be done right away, yet the other things get pushed aside. And I actually, and Yvonne and I have actually taught this in, in one of our master classes is that time, space, and money is prioritized according to your history, according to how you see things to be important. Um, but if something comes up, for example, and we, and we took a class on this actually uh, ourselves, we went to a conference on, on uh, time management and they talked about that if you have a packed day, for example, in, on your calendar and something urgent happens, like your kid ends up in a car accident, for example, all of a sudden you will rework your schedule mm -hmm. to make sure that you take care of your kid and still get the other stuff done. It's, it's amazing how that works. But if you don't see a, that it's a priority, you don't get it done, even though it should be cl classified as a priority. So you make time for the things that you really feel that are important in your life. And, and that's an interesting concept, right? When we talk about prioritizing, because people make a lot of excuses, including me, again, I, I'm gonna raise my hand, as to why I choose the things that I'm doing and, and leave other things behind. Um, and, and I think looking at the way you're speaking about it, Ginger, <clears throat> really makes us um, stop for a minute and reflect a little bit about, you know, what is it that we think is important and what really is important? Those are two but, different things, right? Because, you know, I think what happens, and I, I, I'm guilty of this, sometimes we do the easy stuff. And, and some of that easy stuff is mm -hmm. sometimes the stuff that's, that's not important uh, and it's not even, it's not urgent. And then the other times we let other people determine for us because it's urgent to them. You know, they want us to, they suck us in to it. When truthfully, mm -hmm. that might not really be important to you know to us right now. And and again, being able to look and say what really matters, what really matters today. And I I, I have a couple of questions that uh, I've tried to use mm -hmm. uh, to help me decide. And believe me, I'm still, I just want to say I'm such a work in progress, right? I, I don't. I love uh, that. I, I love I, that. I, I haven't got it mastered. But it's really referred to as, uh, you know, there's three questions to help us with our priorities. And so the first one, and they all, they all have the, an R word in them, you know, what's required of me? You know, what is it that only I can do? So we look at our, our schedule, we look at our, 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 our uh, things that are calling for our attention, and it's like, what can I only do, and what could maybe be delegated to some, someone else? So that's the first R, what's required. You know, the second R is, you know, what's going to give us the greatest return? 
So really, when we talk about return, maybe that's the thing that's going to be help us be the most profitable. It's going to help us get that customer that we that we really need to take our business you know, forward. It's the thing that really is going to help us in what we define ever, however we define our success, whether it's in business or even, you know, personally, you know, what, you know, where's the return? What, again, matters. So first, what's required of me? Second, you know, where's the greatest return? And the third one is, where do I get my greatest reward? You know, what, what is that thing that, that, that I really, uh, feel good about when I accomplish that. So required, return, reward. I love so it. Do you then wake up in the morning and run those three questions through your head? Or do you wait till the project <laughs> comes up? No, I really need to know we, we this need stuff. To know. We need because to know. I was sharing with you ladies before we went online that, you know, I feel guilty when I work from home and I don't book a client in that hour because God forbid I eat lunch, which right. apparently is not required. There's no reward in it for me whatsoever. But you know, like, you <laughs> like know, nourishing, nourishing your body. body. Exactly. Exactly. So how how do you set your your day up? And I know I get you're a student of it too. So I, what I love about this conversation is that it just it's transcends real. to everybody. It's real. There's nobody right. out there, unless you're perfect. If you are, please call us because we'd like to interview you. <laughs> yes, um, please. How you get this done. So how, how do you set yourself up for this? Well, you know, one thing I think you got, you have to start uh, just kind of in, from a big picture standpoint, uh, you know, overall, like, and part of that is like, what do you really want from from your life, what is like really re important to you? So I think it's it's big. It, it's a setting aside some time to do some self reflection and to really say, hey, what does my ideal life look like? And then the thing that I have done is, uh, and, and I'll share because because this is the only thing that I will tell you that I do consistently, and and that is, you know, uh, my faith is a very important part of my life. And so I made the determination, I want to make sure that I'm really spending time, uh, you know, in prayer, you know, with God, you know, uh, you know, reading the Bible. And so what I have done, I have, I do that first thing in the morning. So I get up, I have my coffee, let the dogs out, and then I start there. And what I have found is that helps me frame my entire day. So, and I've been doing this for several years, and that is the that's that's the one thing uh, that that I have done done it on a consistent basis. But now let's talk about you know something else um, because Yvonne, even when you're talking about that one hour, I mean we all we can't forget about self care too. So for mm -hmm. me, that's so that's that spiritual. That's that spiritual part. But you know mm -hmm. what about our health? You know, uh, you know, again, so we've got, and, and you've heard this, this isn't new or rocket scientist, is that if we don't schedule things, if, if we don't make an intentional commitment or an intentional uh, decision that we're going to do certain things and we put it on our calendar, the chances are, you know, we're not going to do it. So again, this one thing, as far as how I start my day, you know, I'm consistent. But then back to your other question. Um, because I think let's, let's, let's go to work now. So let's say now we're looking at our day. Well, then I think when you can look at your to-do list, because we all make to-do lists. So man, we write everything down, but then like, let's look at it. And if we go back to that 80, 20 rule, you know, we say, okay, what's, what's the, what's the top two things on this list of 10 that 
you know, what are required that only I can do that are going to give me a good return. You know, it's going to give me that most profitability. And then I'm also going to get some pleasure, you know, out of. So um, I think you've got the big picture of your life overall. What's important and what do you want to stand for? And how do you want to spend, uh, make sure you're spending your time on important things. And then it could be a project. So I guess what I, to answer your question, I've done some stuff ahead of time and some stuff I do on a daily, you know, on a daily basis mm-hmm. on a, a determining that. I love that but, you, you, go ahead, go ahead. But, okay, so for me, when I talk about a big rock, you know, that starting my day a certain way, I, I've realized that that is, that's, that's a big rock for me and it's critical and it really impacts the rest of my day. Yeah, and I love that that you talked about self care, and I and I th- think that setting your day up with uh, reflection, devotion, wh- whatever way you you take time to center yourself for you and for me, it, it's sitting down with our Bibles and our devotionals, and it's starting the day with that. But self care about stopping and having something to eat and exercising and especially now that we're all you know on zoom calls you know for the whole entire day are we stretching are we exercising are we moving all that really is uh, something that we need to set up as a priority in in those top tiers right as opposed to putting it aside um i was sharing with with you ladies um about my revelation that i had last night and i I need to tell people because it it is such a big deal that this came to my to my mind and my heart and i it's like you know like hallelujah i felt like i needed to start singing or something when yeah. this Listen all up, happened everybody because this is profound this and is it's profound this is science. <laughs> rocket science this is rocket science hello this is like you need to write this down get your notebooks right now pads you need to write this down because it came to me in the middle of the night as i was stressing over all the things that i needed to do this week and I'm seeing, you know, patients uh, 12 hour days, 13 hour days, and I am like overwhelmed. And I'm like thinking, how the heck do I do all of this? And then this profound, profound theory came to me that I, I can control my schedule. <laughs> oh my gosh, drum roll right. people. Like I'm the one that schedules all these appointments. I'm the one that puts in all these meetings. I'm the one that does not put in my, you know, eating lunch or not exercising time. I'm the one that's controlling that. So if I'm the one controlling that, I can control changing that. And that's, that's so right. empowering, right? And so it was so appropriate that we had uh, this interview today because (laughs) we needed it. (laughs) I needed it because it just solidifies what my revelation was last night that I can prioritize according to what I know is important, not what I think is important or what other people think is important for me to do. Right? That's right. It, It, that is so, so true. So, so everybody write it down. Write it down. You <laughs> cannot schedule things or you can actually schedule things. I have I'm, that written schedule. down. I'm, I'm going go to start schedule. I'm going to start scheduling myself to schedule stuff. That's yeah. about where there, I am. There at. you go. That, yeah. That's right. That's the planning part. That's yeah. setting aside something that's going to be have a great uh, really return and reward to you to to do that. 
Yeah, and you know, and I think it's so relevant now during time, during COVID times, because I don't know why in this very thick, thick skull of mine, I thought that working from home, I didn't need a planning period. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even changed. know, something <laughs> changed. Like, I don't know what it was, but I, I'm finding that a lot of people I talk to are kind of the same way. Like, they're like, oh, I finally realized, I mean, how long have we been in doing this? Since, Since March. March. And now it's March. where Thanksgiving is this week. I mean, you'll hear this podcast after, but that just gives you the time frame. But it, it's insane to me how many people I talk to and they're like, yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it now that I work from home. Like, you still need to do these things for your business, for yourself, for your family, for whatever. So, so then Ginger, why, why does margin become important? Like what role does margin play in all Well, you know what, if we can do a better job of determining our priorities, uh, making a commitment, being consistent and sticking with them, then theoretically we should have more margin. And, and that could be confirmed, that's also referred to as like white space. So that is where, you know, even when we look at our calendar, Dr. King, where you don't have anything there. You've, you've got, or, or like at Yvonne, like you said, that even that, that planning, that time where uh, the thing about Mark, okay, here's, we're guilty. I, and look, and I know you too, and you guys know me, we're always running 90 to nothing. We're just, we're, you know, we're run, run, mm -hmm. run, run, run. And yes, then we ended up feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And then pretty soon we're gonna be burned out. And, and we're not doing ourselves or anybody else a favor. So if we have this concept of margin, because we've done a better job setting our priorities, that's the time that we get to be creative. That's the time we get to be strategic. Um, they, there's an organization, a CEO organization called Vistage, and it's called you know working on our business instead of in our business so that we have that time to, to think because if we're always running from one appointment to another, from one thing to another, we're, we don't, we're not thinking, we're not being you know, creative. And the other thing that margin does is it gives us that time to uh, renew, recharge ourselves. So we've all heard this before too. If we're running on empty, if we're not filling ourselves back up, what do we have to give to our family, our customers, our relationship, you know, to the world, because we haven't paused to have the margin to really refresh, refresh ourselves. So that is like the power of, of margin. And look, I think we'll, we would all be healthier and happier and have more peace and less stress if we had margin. But the truth is that's not the way this culture is, uh, has designed it. In fact, you know, if you think about it, I think, and I'll speak for myself, I'll own this. Sometimes I think I'm addicted to activity. Oh yeah. So yes. like, yeah, yes. do, 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 do. Like that's how, you know, that's what's gonna give me value is doing. Whereas truthfully, we need that to do a better job on our setting our priorities so that we have that margin. So truthfully, we can be a better version of ourselves because we've got that some white space to do that. Yeah, that, that white space that you mentioned just now, I was just going to say before you said that word, 
that we learned about that at LifeWorks about having yes, white space. Yes, Remember that? Yes. We oh, talked absolutely. a lot about that, uh, that white space. And, and I had forgotten about it until just now when you were talking about margin. And, you know, it makes me nervous to have white space. Um, and <laughs> yes. I, 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 it does. It makes me very anxious to have white space. And it's interesting, and, and guys, don't take this wrong, because I know there are guys that are listening to this program as well, but men have a better ability to do white space without feeling guilty. For mm -hmm. some reason, I don't know exactly why women, we feel like we need every minute of the day taken up with an activity for us to feel useful. Um, for us to feel whole, um, we almost feel, well, Yvonne mentioned it, that she feels guilty if it's there's, yeah. and I look at my calendar, and I don't know if for you ladies, but I look at my calendar, and I see some, like, empty spaces that I don't have an appointment there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know all the stuff you have to do that is still lingering from the stuff you haven't done? Take that time to do that or to do nothing, to sit and have lunch. I, I feel like I, I never can get my head wrapped around that white space. Do you it, find a challenge with that? Yeah. And in fact, you and I have discussed many times about taking Sundays totally off. Mm -hmm. right? And how many with, times do we break that rule? Um, about 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, about 11 out of 10, to be fully honest. <laughs> right. And and it's not even, now we're, we're doing businesses together, Dr. King and I, and it's not like she's saying to me, I can't believe you didn't get this done. Like she just never has said mm -hmm. that to me. And I don't ever say, I don't think I've ever said anything like that to her. Um, but it's self-imposed guilt about taking this one freaking day a week off I mean, and I have kids to do things with them to catch up on my house. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has this issue, but my laundry doesn't do itself. Like, it's amazing to me. <laughs> how that, you know, and, and they arrest you if your children walk around naked. So you have to have clean clothes for these people. But it... You, and it's so funny that the term is white space because I, I have an iPhone and unless something is booked on your calendar, the calendar remains completely white. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. That should be our goal is to have more yes, of those. Yes, it should those. be. Seriously, to have some white space and to be okay with having white space. You mm -hmm. know, um, I, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown mm -hmm. and yeah, she her. says something in her uh, uh power of vulnerability that says it's like in this culture and this this is a cultural thing mm -hmm. is that we wear exhaustion like a badge of honor mm -hmm. yes like, man yes. oh man i'm so I'm so, I'm so tired, tired. tired. I, you know, <laughs> I have so much to do and it's kind of like all right pat me on the back you know give me give me an award because i'm so i'm so busy and yeah we're, and, and we're really we're really missing it we're really missing something very valuable by not saying, no, I don't always have to be busy. I'm gonna have some white space on my calendar for for just, for nothing, for nothing. For nothing. Yes. Yeah, I think it was uh, Ina Lee one time, I remember mm. we were having a conversation at a conference and she said, everybody brags about how much sleep we're not getting. Why don't we start a trend and say, hey, I got 10 hours last night. Because Good even, when, yeah, when people say to us, oh, I slept for, 
eight hours. And if you slept for longer, you're like, oh, no, 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 me too. I slowly only like we're embarrassed that we need sleep. sleep. <laughs> yes. It's like being it's embarrassed bad, to breathe. Yeah. It's no, a sorry, badge of honor, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's like, well, I only got three hours sleep last night. I only got four hours sleep. Well, I only got two. I'm like, okay, that's not. That's I was not up all right night. Direction. I win. <laughs> I win. Yeah, I win. <laughs> no, as we're all falling apart, right? Because right. we're exhausted. Yeah, but you, you had said something really earlier in, in when we first started is that thing of being us, uh, having being centered, you know, having some calmness, having some peace. So I agree with you, Yvonne. Man, if we start talking more about some of those things uh, instead of the other, the, the other that the rest of the, the world is talking about and, and really try to strive for it. And I don't think it happens, it's not easy. It's not easy, but mm -hmm. if, if we're not even aware, if we're not even having this conversation with each other and ourselves, then we're just going to keep doing the same thing we, we've been doing. And that's running ourselves ragged. Yes. So, so I have uh, two very, very uh, important people in my life right here on this program. And I want to make a commitment with all two, the two of you, the three of us, <laughs> that we are really going to work hard at creating margin. Yes. I will I, have to I, schedule I, some time to think about this before yeah. I accept <laughs> Hey, but that's a starting <laughs> Yeah, that's a start. It's creating margin. Let's see how, let's compare in a month's time, how much margin have we been able to create white space in our lives this, this uh, month. And I would love to challenge everyone that's listening to this program to do yes. the same thing. And we'll check in with you because I think that's, we have to take action. It's at a point in my life personally that I need to take action. I can't just keep talking about it. I can't keep saying, complaining about how much I do and how much, how exhausted I am. If I'm not willing to take ownership and be accountable for my actions because I do have control over my schedule and I'm going to uh, really take that to heart and really start making changes in my life. Are you ladies in? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm okay, in. so let's do a support group. I think we all need to stand up and say, hi, I'm Ginger Martin, huh? and I am a member of <laughs> the Workaholics. The White Space Club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I think that um, if we talk about it, it's a wonderful thing because we're bringing awareness, but what are we willing to do as next steps? And I think that that's, this is the beginning of next steps for me. It comes in an appropriate time for all of us. It's the end of this year that's been a very difficult year for the whole world. Um, but, you know, we always start at the end of the year looking at what are we doing for 2021 or the next year. Let's start talking about what are we going to do next week that's going to change our lives. Let's not wait until January. Let's start doing something different and creating that white space. Agree. Agreed. Agreed. Everybody ready? It makes yes. me very nervous to accept this challenge. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'm actually like going to 
uh, go and take a moment to breathe <laughs> <laughs> profoundly, to, to breathe in and out, uh, because it's a big thing, especially once you put it out in the public world, then you're committed to doing it. So we're putting it mm -hmm. out into the universe. So that makes us committed to ourselves. This is a commitment to your, your greatest self. When you say no to you know, peripheral things and stuff that doesn't uh, bring value to you, you're saying yes to you and to yes. your, into your life, right? And that's what I think, uh, no, that's what I know I'm ready to do. So here's the question that we'd love to ask. Um, we'd love to ask our guests because the work that you do in the, the, the talks and the messages that you give, Ginger, are profound. Uh, we've had you in several of our conferences and you have such an incredible story and um, the work that you do is just so impactful. But I wanna know from your perspective, what do you wish your legacy will be when Ginger is no longer on this planet? What do you want people to know Ginger for? Well, I uh, really want to feel like that I've made a, a difference and and that just even might be in a few people's uh, lives. I mean, sometimes I think it's wonderful that when we want to change the world, but sometimes I think we just need to to start with a, a few people, you know, at a time. And, and you know what, uh, Elizabeth, this is something that I got from LifeWork too that uh, will sound familiar to, to you. And, and, and that is, I wanna be known for living a generous life. So let me break down uh, you know, that because that, that the L in life is like for just love, right? For loving and caring about you know, other people. And you know, the I is for influence. So, you know, I want to be generous uh, with really my influence that, uh, again, that I think that God has blessed me with. Like, how can I use that to really help others? And then F is for finances, because it, when we talk about generosity, everybody's like, oh, well, I don't have any money to give. It's not always about money. It's, it's, it's the other things. And then the E in that life uh, stands for really our, our experiences, our education, our expertise. I mean, the things that we're good at. Like if, and, or, and, or that whole E2 is encouragement, man, I want to, I want to be known for somebody that was an encourager uh, to others. So some of you that know me know that I climb mountains to, to uh, raise funds and awareness to fight human trafficking. And one of my mantras has, has been, I want to climb higher and I want to take others with me. So I, so I want to be that, that encourager that, uh, uh, that is really helping other people climb higher in their lives. So that, that was a long answer, but I. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful answer, and and it gives me goosebumps. It, yeah, it gives me goosebumps too because then you're not only saying it, you're you're living it, and uh, you know, like I said, you've impacted my life uh, tremendously, and I know that you have impacted the lives of many many folks that you've touched, and you know, interesting that that when you say that you want to be generous. I, th I think that your generosity extends um, so far, far and wide. Um, so thank you for all that you do. And thank you for being a beacon of light, light in my life. Um, I really oh. appreciate you. Thank you. It's been, a, it's been an exciting uh, journey. And, uh, and I love SSL and, and, you know, what you're doing and uh, just the mission. And I'm glad to, to know both of you. Oh, thank you, oh, love. Thank you, thank Ginger. You. So Ginger, we'll put this in the show notes, but how can people find you? How can they stay in touch with you? 
So uh, the best way is really my work uh, email, and that is gmartin at americannationalbank.com. So it's, it's long, but if you, if you remember, uh, you know, gmartin at americannationalbank.com. And, um, and, and then, you know, honestly, too, I, I'm willing to share my cell phone number, uh, which is 954 298 I love people. I love to talk to people. Um, and if, if I can be, you know, helpful or encouraging, uh, I, I want to be able to, to do that. That's Thank awesome. You so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, ladies, it's time. Let's whip out our lipstick. Yay. Okay. I love this. I love put in, this. Put our lipstick on. There we go. Ladies, this is our lipstick attitude. Lipstick is our war paint. It's what we put to get out there and face the world. It's our resilience. It's our strength. It's our courage. And listen, right now, more than ever, life is throwing a few monkey wrenches at us. But putting on your lipstick attitude will have you be a thriver, not just a survivor. Yes. Thank you awesome. so much, Ginger, yes. for being all our right. guest. And we'll have you back again. You always have a very in, great In a month to hold us all accountable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How including much space you. you have. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> including you. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And make sure you tune in to all of our episodes. We have amazing guests, as you can see. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.